Welcome to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. In this show, we have Jakob Krzyk. He is the founder of Estimote. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Welcome back to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show we have Jakub Krzyk. He's the founder of Estimote. It's a beacon company in Kraków, Poland. And uh, it's one of my favorite companies here in Poland. Welcome, welcome, Jakub. Or Jacob, I <laughs> guess we could say, right? Absolutely. Thank you. Good to be here. How, how are we supposed to pronounce your name in America? Is it Jake or are we going to call you? Uh... Uh, you know, most of my American friends, they just call me Jacob. And, <laughs> and, and this is right. They, they, they don't even try to pronounce my, my last name. But, um, you yeah. know, Jacob, K- Jacob's perfect. <laughs> K-R-Z-Y-C-H. <laughs> yeah, they, they typically say Krzyzic, which Krzyzic. is I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> 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 All right. So why don't you tell us what Estimote does? I've I've followed Estimote for since the very beginning, but uh, explain a little bit about about your beacons and what you guys are working on. Yeah, absolutely. So this was, you know, this was our pleasure um, um, to actually connect with you, you know, many, many years ago when you actually wrote the first piece uh, about Estimote. And the title um, of that piece was Estimote trying to build an operating system for the physical world. So, you know, I think this is extremely relevant even today, you know, four years later. You know, we believe that there is a fundamental change um, um, in the software development and and, in innovation because of mobile, because of, you know, sensors and wireless devices and beacons and this and that. We, We believe that change is empowering software people worldwide to start building and designing applications and software applications for the physical world. So mm-hmm. for the for the past decades, they've been using you know computer screens like a piece of glass and blinking pixels. They've been using that as a can, as their canvas for their applications. But today, they in the especially in the physical space in in smart office in hospitals in airports, they fully control location of people. They fully control where assets are. If people are interacting with those assets. Assets. There are, you know, self-driving vehicles and so on, so on. So we have this bold vision that there should be software-defined physical world, and and we are on to mission, and we are on a mission to, to build an operating system. So it's easy. So it's easy to get started. It's easy to build apps for the physical world, and this is what we've been working on for the last four years. So let's talk a little bit about a software-defined physical world. What does that mean to me as, I guess, as an employee of a company that's using this and as a general citizen? Does this mean that I'm going to be tracked while I walk down the street or I'm going to be tracked when I walk into the break room? What's the, what's the situation? Well, so, so you know, if, if we kind of uh, uh, think deeply about um, um, com- computer revolution, computer innovation, so, you know, in the beginning, in like 60s and 70s and whatever, la- later on, computers been used to solve 
numerical problem. So this was all about, you know, calculating the trajectory of you know, nuclear missile, missile or solving some equations and so on. Later on, when the, when, when the computer screens and keyboards been there, so this was mo mostly about the text and word processing and internet and search and media. And, and later on, when the broadband internet was there, it was about, you know, YouTube files and movies. But like now, with teeny, teeny, tiny computers that are they are everywhere, they are in our pocket because of the mobile phones, they are on our uh, wrist because of the Fitbits, they are, you know, everywhere because of the routers and sensors. Source. So, you know, it basically means that there is this ambient computing around us and the data are exchanged and, and, and there are sensors measuring location of everything. So, yes, it actually does mean it is possible to locate every human being or every object. Of course, uh, the technology uh, today, the way it is designed by you know, companies such as Apple or Google, it does require opt-in. So, so it doesn't mean we can track people without their knowledge. But if we want to solve specific problem, and if we want to provide our team members in the office with, a, with an employee app, yes, if they opt-in, we can locate them, we know where they are, we can message them, we can build analytics uh, tools, and so on, so on. Okay, so the... So what does a city look like in 20 years when, when these things become ubiquitous? Well, that's, that's an interesting question. You know, people spend 80% of time indoors. Mm -hmm. You know, 90 and 80% of, of data, mobile data, they are actually uh, exchanged with servers and, and gateways uh, actually indoors. And, and, you know, we don't know how uh, it's going to look, the, 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 you know, how city is going to look like in 20 years or whatever. Uh, but it seems that the people can constantly interact with spaces, with locations, with physical world. So, so the question is how to um, let people uh, be more human and let them concentrate and let them... Uh, continue uh, enable them on when it comes to the creativity, when it comes to the you know social uh, skills and their intuition. But how to make sure that all those kind of boring um, elements can be solved by the technology? So, for example, like when you finish your work around 5 p.m., like yeah, maybe the Uber, maybe the Uber driver and the car or whatever the vehicle will be, maybe it should appear automatically because there is some pattern, because there are some data to fit an algorithm to optimize that process. So you don't have to wait, you don't, you don't have to push the button. Even, even, even though it is so simple, it could be automated. But in order to be automated, we need data that can feed machine learning models or whatever that it is. But it's a fundamental question. Um, what's going to be the balance and the harmony um, in the in the collaboration or in the existence of like people and machines because there's no question that factories and even office or airports or even retail stores there will be collaboration between people and machines and uh, and some uh, you know self-driving robots objects and so on so in in every revolutionary age there's always somebody who talks about uh, this kind of thing uh, so, like Rousseau was talking about the f fall of the Roman Empire, and the original Roman Empire was 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 won by the Spartans. Those guys would go out, they would run around in the cold, and they'd they'd put all their babies in in hills if they were ugly or whatever. There was all kinds of horrible <laughs> stuff that they did, but they did it on a they did it to become a militaristic and hard culture. 
What you're yeah. suggesting is a soft culture that was the fall of Rome. Uh, I mean, up through the Renaissance, they were basically it was basically just them listening to music, getting drunk, and uh, and yeah. running around. So, how do we? <laughs> is this a is this a 1984 wrapped in a brave new world? Is this a brave new world wrapped in 1984? Is this one or the other? What what is this? What does this look like? Because I would argue that both of those are disutopias, and it doesn't sound. I don't. I don't know if it sounds great for the computer to know that hey, it's time for this dude to go home. Let's get a car for him so his soft little body can go down the stairs and. Uh... <laughs> well, I, I tell you something. So, so you know, when we think about um, our kind of mission, is it's is that it's actually clear that more and more organizations, more and more institutions, more and more, uh, I don't know, uh, jobs or professions that that they have software people among them. So basically, by software people, I don't mean engineers. By software people, I mean people like you and I or some designers or, or even someone using Salesforce. By software people, I mean people who know that their work can be amplified with software, that the work can be scaled with software. Okay. And and sometimes I mean people that are kind of lazy and that there's nothing wrong to be lazy because if you're lazy and creative, you at least know that some boring, uh, some boring uh, work can be done by machines. Mm -hmm. And now the question is how to enable those software people so they can easily uh, turn their ideas, then they, their automations, their visions into the reality, and and that kind of software that ambient computing can interact with them, with objects, with items. And again, can this lead to um, some kind of um, era where we will think about other human being as a kind of, like you mentioned, as a kind of you know eighty percent of water object just moving <laughs> around and just drinking whatever. Like I don't know, frankly, but 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 we we think that you know those software people they need to be able to to keep innovating and just like figure this out. And and I don't know, I don't know what's the what's the future, but 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 we wanna enable those people to to create it really fast so we can figure this out. So I don't want I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it feels like what the idea like the soft let's call them let's call them knowledge workers. I think a software person is somebody who programs software, right? So let's call yeah, them a knowledge yeah. worker for example. Yeah. yeah. What you're proposing is that a beacon connected system allows for <laughs> it's like it's like when r2d2 goes up to the uh, data port in the death star and he sticks out his little thingamajigger and he plugs it in yep. you want human beings to be able to plug in to a system and be part of the system almost seamlessly and by lazy i understand what you mean I, you know i don't think i don't think that the average knowledge worker is lazy i just think that they've been given a task that could be best done by a computer and if we can if we can ignite their creativity within that task uh, we can we can help them achieve more, or if we can just help them achieve more in general, they can go home and enjoy their lives the way that we want them to. So that that assumes that assumes well, two modes of thinking, right? Well, you know, so you you've been following all those initiatives around you know AI and machine learning and and all those you know um, kind of you know all those kind of innovations that are augmenting how people can interact with the physical world, and so. It's 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 a, it, there's no question that people have to compete with machines. They, 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 there's already this sentiment uh, that people have to compete with machines on job, on work, and so on, so on. But like now, the question is, 
you know, shall, shall we somehow augment people? And like you mentioned, this R2D2 example, like, is it is it possible to 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 give people through some mobile devices, through some other com communication devices, is it possible to create that extra layer, that extra connectivity, that that sense that sense they have, uh, just to kind of let them be more human and let them solve unstructured problem, let them be more creative, let them hang out and you know show their you know. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, fine arts or literature skills, because maybe computers will never do it, or 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 people should uh, should just say, okay, we lost. I mean, the computers, they will win, the machines will win. We we, sh we shouldn't even try. I don't know, frankly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think we're in in the. I would say in the in the utopianist world, I think what you're proposing is that we don't have to compete with the computers because the computers know that where we are, they know we're nearby, and they can work with us immediately, right? Yeah. Something a little more on those lines. Yeah. So like, so the, you know, down to earth, like that's exactly what we try to achieve here at Estimo. Like, so we don't ask ourselves those questions: what's going to happen in 20 years? We ask today a question: how the tasks of today of these knowledge workers can be solved with those little inexpensive computers that can be attached to any object, to any physical place, and, and that powerful computer you have in your pocket connected to the internet could also communicate and sense the physical world, locate assets, locate people, automate. So, you know, how, how we can, and, and, and frankly, we've been very surprised. Like, we have seen so many innovative applications of this technology that is actually producing a lot of value and you know it's it's less about the futurism and, and utopia it's it's about you know seeing a, a huge value uh, and solving really problems today is this the first step on the road is this the absolute first step or have there been have there been steps towards this before or would you argue that you guys are the pioneers here and there's still lots of road to go well, you know, you can ask yourself a question like why the physical world around you, you know, why it's not software defined? Why is that? Why, 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 like why it's 2017 and it's still kind of clunky and you need to, you know, attach something, you connect like a, your smart light and it never works. It doesn't, it doesn't talk to each other, to each other and so on, so on. So, you know, we, we, we believe that. There, there is there are several reasons. So n number one, we need to continue to search for the killer application of wireless sense of networks of ambient computing. We need to continue to do that. It's because like if we have the killer application, that's the only way all those houses, all those apartments and smart office uh, places they they will be you know sensorified, beaconified, and and digitalized so they can be software defined. So that's number one. Number two is that. Well, if we want to find those killer applications, well, we need to inspire people who will who will create them. You know, so in in eighty in nineteen eighty four or whatever the, the year was when Macintosh was launched, it actually wasn't clear why you need a computer. You know, mm -hmm. there was there was a bunch of geeks that been buying those computers and 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 making them at home, and then they started to experiment, and someone created spreadsheet and the other guy created browser and 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 then suddenly people thought oh computers are for web or computers are for word processing so so we are in that we are in that stage it's not clear what the killer application is but um but the but we are sure that the more we optimize the velocity of innovators to, to give it a try to try different um, you know use cases uh, the the more 
more, the more likely it is that, that we will find those killer applications. Okay. So where can folks find out a little bit more about Estimote? Yeah, so um, basically, like we have a community of hundred thousand um, developers at the moment, and uh, we try to engage as, as much as we can with the worldwide community of, of innovators. Um, um, on our website, there's a number of resources and inspirations, and and there's also a number of places you can you can go yourself and give it a try. So, for example, in New York, you can go to Guggenheim Museum and you can download an app. And suddenly you will see that this little computer in front of your eye has full understanding where you are in the museum. So mm -hmm. when you approach when you approach sculptures or, or paintings, uh, you know you can hear stories from the from the authors. You can watch some movies. You can you can you can engage. So so there is plenty of places. There's been you know we we power the largest deployments of, of beacons you know worldwide, and we continue to contribute to the to the technology and to the stack. And this is a fast changing industry. So. Only Bluetooth, within the last 24 months, they have released several updates to their protocol. There is a Bluetooth mesh coming. Uh, there, is a, there is a Bluetooth 5. It's a new standard. Um, um, Apple is innovating with, you know, there is there's new AR kit. They are, um, they're, like Google is pushing, you know, instant apps. So you don't need to download apps anymore. You walk into the space, to the physical space, and then content appears on your screen. Hmm. So, so it's fascinating how quickly this contextual computing is emerging as a completely new platform. And we just want to be sure that developers, they can build some of these applications today they can scale and they can distribute those applications. So, for example, like if you are, if you design an amazing experience for Tesco here in Europe, you should be able to run the same experience in the retail in Target in in US. And 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 because there should be this kind of virtual machine, there could be this operating system, this could be this abstraction layer. So you don't need to care about the beacon signal, the RSSI, the inner positioning. You should, you should, there should be some abstraction layer, maybe some geofences that as a developer, uh, you can design just walking around or, or, or some other innovations that will enable designers and developers to build those and, and make money on top of it. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I've, I've, I have a couple in my house and I haven't gotten my computer to say, uh, welcome to the welcome to the attic. So I haven't been able to do that yet. So we have to figure out how to make that work. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Very cool. Uh, Jakub Trick, uh, CEO of Estimote. Thank you for joining us on Technotopia. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. Thanks. Technotopia is brought to you by Typewriter. Typewriter is your on-demand editor, and their amazing team of writers will make your book chapter, blog post, or email shine. Typewriter editors come from places like TechCrunch, Gizmodo, and the New York Times, and they offer low bulk rates for longer work. Check it out at typewriter.plus. That's typewriter.plus. <laughs>